0: Welcome to FMRBG. The, the tabletop RPG show that's not afraid of interesting subjects, that isn't just why you shouldn't kill your uh, kill your players. Uh, I'm Richie Buzzkill, and tonight we're talking to Kurt and Erica from uh, Talon and Claw, now Games or maybe just Talon Claw Studios. Uh, somebody, hello, hello yes. Kurt. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> just Talon and Claw at the moment. Just so no no okay, no extra there. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. Hello, Erica. How are you?
1: Hello. I'm good. How are you? Uh
0: I am uh, you know, always having a fun time when we get on to these sorts of topics. But uh I I want to introduce you as people first before we get into uh the, the the real subject of the show, which is a game you're about to kickstart very soon. So uh and uh so Kurt. Can you tell mm-hmm. me, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what you enjoy about being a, a gamer? Are you, you know, a primarily a writer or are you a gamer first?
2: Oh, I'm I'm a gamer first. I'm always a gamer first. Always, always. Um, writing is just something that uh is one of those. Uh, I ran, you know, D and D. You know, we'll just put it under that umbrella. Uh, for several years. And then uh, a few of my friends were like, man, your adventures and your mod, their adventures that you run are really, really good. Why don't you try putting them to paper? Like, and actually write modules and whatnot. And uh, it took a lot of convincing, but I finally did it. And um, they were well-received. And so I just kind of kept on doing it and made some friends along the way.
0: Well, excellent. I'm sure, I'm assuming one of those friends, unless you're frenemies, is Erica. <laughs> mm. Hi. Hi, Erica. Mm-hmm. I mean...
1: I think it's half and half, not just lying.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> when you create things together, there are often, you know, there are often discussions that might get a little interesting. But uh what what uh what what kind of brought you to gaming? What kind of uh uh games do you enjoy? What what draw you drew you to writing, as it were?
1: Uh video games brought me to gaming because I play a lot of video games and I had a buddy that said you should where role play game started. And I was like, okay, what game is that? And they took me to a local game store. And that was about 10 years ago. And it was kind of the same situation as Kurt's. Um, I started running because no one I was hanging out with could run or had ever played besides that one person. And everyone I met that wanted to get into it was like, I don't know how to DM. I was like, well, I'll just figure it out. So I watched a bunch of YouTube and I uh, read online articles and read it and just started running games. And I did that for, I don't know, I guess like seven years. And then I started making my own world. And then somebody said, you should, you should write like modules and adventures because your games are fun. And I didn't think that I was that great. I was like, you know, there's thousands of people who are trying to do that. What makes me different? And then I met Kurt at a local game store and I told him about one of my adventures I wrote. And he was like, we should talk you have potential and I was like cool I don't know anyone because I live in middle of nowhere Tennessee and so he's kind of like helped me become a into the uh other side of it right not just a gamer but being part of the industry and that's how I got here
0: well awesome excellent I'm I'm glad that the uh the industry is expanding and uh and uh uh we uh well, we, we, you, you came on to the Full Metal Discord, right? And you were, you were promoting, you have a, you also have a, a podcast or a, a streaming show that you, you do or on? Is that?
1: I do, yeah. Uh, me and two of my friends, we do Dice and Dish. It's a TTRPG, huh, sorry, just got attacked by fly, uh, roundtable discussion podcast. And it's also on like YouTube and we each bring a topic about TTRPGs. It could be anything, as long as it's about that topic. We roll dice, see who goes first, give our opinions on everyone's topic, and kind of just repeat that process till everybody's topic has been discussed. And Kurt has been on the show, and we're bringing some other exciting guests on here soon. So, yeah, you should check us out.
0: Well, excellent. Excellent. Sorry, I was getting a message. Um. Well, so you both kind of came into writing, kind of the, what I think is the somewhat the traditional way of coming into writing for RPGs is, and you were GMs and you were writing for yourself, and the people said, mm-hmm. "Hey, you should do this." So, um, is and and the topic for tonight will be uh, Ragnaborg, which is your upcoming mm-hmm. Kickstarter. But has ha, have you done any other published products before this, uh, Erica?
1: Uh. I- Yes, we have Adrena's Tower for Dungeon Crawl Classic. It's a six-level adventure via Dyson Dish. Uh, by the time this is up, it'll probably be on Drive Through RPG. Uh, right now, currently, it's on Kickstarter when we're recording it. So, if you are one of our backers, thanks. <laughs> but that's that's really about it. Um,
0: okay, excellent, excellent. Well, they they can see when they when they go looking for at, at Ragnamore, something you've already kickstarted and released and in that amount of time is kind of amazing to to release something very very quickly after kickstarting it i love this i love this trend of people having the product ready release right after the kickstarter i know it can't always be done but that is uh <laughs> that's fantastic um kurt how about you um, I have a couple things up on DMs Guild,
2: uh, but a lot of my stuff is uh, when it comes to uh, publications. I'm more on the proofreading and stuff like that or whatnot uh, side of things. So, like, I have my hand on a few other projects uh, that are upcoming for next year and a couple of products that have not been announced yet for the Christmas season that I'm not allowed to say. Mm. So, there's that.
0: Mm. Um, interesting okay um okay well excellent so um why don't you uh go ahead and uh kurt or erica mm-hmm. uh kind of uh pitch this game to the audience so ragnaborg obviously it's got borg in the name so i'm thinking it's mm-hmm. more, borg. <laughs> more more more
2: um it, it oh i'm mean, erica do you want to do it or do you want me to do it or what i
1: uh, okay. don't okay. doesn't you right. to me. <laughs>
2: all right so okay so ragnaborg is a journey what all started off at gary con this last year um was uh me hanging out with some friends erica decided to go to gary con as well so she being a local and a friend was kind of scooped up into my normal group of individuals uh Anthony uh who is the third is the third person as far as the writing st- uh, writing team goes it's on there uh is the owner of Talon and Claw. And he got to talking about how much he just loves the whole viking aesthetic like he had played uh, uh what was that game uh Fate of the Norns right um he had played that and he thought it was really really cool but like it was complicated and he's a he was very much he's very much a I've got two hours to play. Right. So I, when I sit down, I want to be able to play and I want to be able to play fast. Right. Um, And he, but he loved the idea of like the uh, Viking sagas and um, the, the, the fantasy of it for lack of a better term. Right. Not the literal stuff, but as I, you know, as I like to call it the Hollywood version of the Viking sagas. Right. And so uh, he said that he always wanted to do like a module or a game or something like that that was based around uh, the events of Ragnarok. And so I was like, okay, cool. Let me hear what you're talking about, right? And he just had this idea of, you know, Thor losing his hammer but he's he's too busy in the final fight so he can't call it. So adventurers gotta come help, you know, stuff like that or whatnot, help recover Mjolnir and, and whatnot, right? And so we took that, and we're like, well, all right. Well, I mean, we can make that a thing. And he's just like, but I wanted to have that that solid theme of like Viking metal music, right? And so we're like, all right. Well, I mean, if you want to go that route, then Mark Borg's your game for that, right? Super fatalist, super you know, metal, you know, brutal, hard stuff like that. And he's like, well, can we do that? And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, we can do that. And so we came up with ragnaborg ragnarok is comprised of like i think it's uh five or six total sagas that tell the tale of ragnarok right we picked one of those to do as our debut for um ragnaborg and the whole premise of the game is you are and for those of you who have ever seen 13th warrior you'll get what i'm talking about you are the chosen warriors that are there to help um Thor in his time of need but because the war in the heavens and then the 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 normal mortal realm on um uh the difference between what's going on in Asgard and what's going on in Midgard time works differently so you're the last heroes the last vestiges and you have to go and try and help recover Mjolnir so Thor can you know win in his final fight kind of thing um and that's the premise of it it's based around the concept that uh when Thor defeated Jormungandr he took seven steps and then he died right so it's based around seven parts right each part is essentially Thor taking that step right so in our way he take on that seventh step is when he defeated Jormungandr and then subsequently dies so that's how we're, That's how ours is uh, modeled, and it's, uh, it takes all the stuff that you wouldn't normally get to do in Morkborg because and allows you to do it. Morkborg, for the most part, is a game where we don't really get – it's a one-shot game. It's really a great system for one-shots, maybe two sessions, right, and you don't really get to level up, for lack of a better term.
0: Well, I will disagree with that, but we'll get into that in a minute.
2: <laughs> well, in, in our general experience, right? Morkborg is a great con game, right? You can play it at cons. It's fast. It's simple. It's easy. It's all that stuff, right? It's all a matter of how much work you really want to put into it.
0: But we took it. What? Oh, go ahead. What? Go ahead. What? Go ahead. What? what? Oh, okay. So uh, well, actually, hilariously, uh, we, a couple years ago, it. Uh-huh actually ran a West Westmarch's style Morkborg uh mm-hmm. campaign. So we had uh five or six GMs but running different uh people through session. Now you do lose a lot of characters in a more typical mm-hmm. Morkborg session and that's where I can mm-hmm. understand. But those that survived were able to slowly grind their way till they weren't uh completely uh mud covered uh mud-covered uh street urchins mm-hmm. as it were um mm-hmm. but i understand that that's a, a common uh common experience with morphborg that it's sort of like it's sort of that uh, D, uh dcc uh funnel uh, yep. uh uh situation where everybody's going well i don't expect to live through this uh situation right mm-hmm. um so that that's it that's one of the reasons i was Drawn to uh, talking about you know because I could have we can come up with any kind of topic the and intel- mm-hmm. bring intelligent people on talk but the my main question was when I was originally pitched this game was mm-hmm. uh, Morkborg is mm-hmm. you're playing basically you're just kind of trying to exist a little longer at the end of the world it, it right you're not mm-hmm. heroes you are literally pretty much the scum of the earth trying mm-hmm. to eke out while the, while the heavens are being torn apart and the ground mm-hmm. is, is erupting and the, uh, as the prophecies unfold. So you're still in that same um, methodology of the prophecies unfolding, but you are part of these prophecies and you're being a hero right. now. Um, and I, 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 and I want uh, maybe Erica can fill me in a little bit. Like so. What, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, uh, heroes, what, why did, why pick, uh, to be heroes in Morkborg? Do you, do you have a, um. So
1: they're, they could be, I guess you could consider them heroes. I don't consider them heroes, but I consider them is in Midgard. They are the people who happen to be alive when you know Ragnarok starts and Thessal winter sets in the cold you know people are it's, if you're still alive you know you're you're trying to find food um things like the dwarves have come down from the mountains and food is scarce so if you have lived this long you know you kind of are in that morgsborg kind of setting already but just in a different way the mm-hmm. the thing that makes it seem like they're heroes cuz they're on this epic quest but the thing that we kind of added to it is, you know, when we tested it, a lot of, well, I think we lost like eight characters in the first three steps. And this fast yeah. keeps attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but see, um so there is a lot of character deaths. It's not like 5e where it's very difficult to like kill your characters. It's, you know. You're going to lose people along the way. What we looked at it as is, you know, in a very Viking mentality that your goal is to reach Valhalla and what better way to reach Valhalla than dying either beside Thor in his fight with the World Serpent or on the journey to get to his hammer because that's what he needs in order to fight. What's a better way to die than saying you're going out helping Thor? It's an epic way to die. Um, yeah, the whole
2: that's just the the whole premise is going out in a blaze of glory like yep. that's that's the whole thing like you know as far as as far as that goes I'm gonna cause as much destruction kill as many foes and when I am finally called to be judged Thor will find me worthy and I will take my place in Valhalla if not I go to Helheim it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, what are you going to do kind of thing? Whereas well, um, uh, versus a, you know, just a, ah, there's a one in 100 chance you might be shown the Elysian Fields and then you can go like, Ooh, one of the things that we found with a lot of folks who like, they're like, we like Morkborg. We like its grittiness. We like its brutality. Right. um uh, We like its simplistic rules. Right. But what's the point? That's ultimately what the most common thing whenever we talk to people about Morkborg. What's the point? Right? What is my goal? Because the way Morkborg is set up as it is is well, you just make the best of it, but you're all gonna die in the end, no matter what. Okay.
0: It, it is very Morkborg Morkborg is very nihilistic. And I think that, mm-hmm. that that is not it's a little harder to see if you don't or aren't a little more philosophical about uh-huh. you know that 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 RPGs don't typically get into nihilism as a yeah. as a as a, a form of of thought and i i i it's interesting because it's still some even what you're talking about in 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 uh, Ragnaborg is the uh is it's still a little nihilistic cuz you all know you're on your way to your death like that yeah. and and that that is um that's an interesting uh, a difference that you're you're basically adding in. I think the thing that a lot of people like about D and D is the the to be allowed to be uh, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But at, that's something that you in the real world. It's part of the power fantasy of playing in fantasy games. It's one of the reasons I think that uh, fantasy games uh, kind of. Get a lot more traction than even superhero games that should by most standards by looking at just media sales you should have a superhero should be the top of the game or at least t- today or you know where if you add that i w- and and i haven't played it but i was i was looking at the you you guys gave me the pdf i was i was like reading through it is it it could it could bring that to, to a lot more uh, people's, uh into a lot more alignment with a lot more people's, uh, interest is to, to mm-hmm. be, uh, uh, you know, at least a, somewhat of a power fantasy still, it's not complete power fantasy. Like you're not going to lift, uh, <laughs> Mjolnir and become no. Thor. Right. No, no, no,
2: <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's a, uh, it's a whole thing of like, when you look at, I mean, granted we're, we're taking a, a fantasy when I say fantasy, I mean, we're not studying historical texts. Right. Like, it's not a translation historically over to being a role-playing game, right? But one thing that was very prevalent in um, Norse mythology and the Norse way of life was that, like, you are ultimately judged on the battlefield. And dying was okay. But how you died mattered. Much like, you know, much like the way of the samurai, right? Right samurai's greatest thing that they could do was to die in battle right but how they died is ultimately what mattered right same thing with a lot of norse how they died is what matters they know they're gonna die right they they know that's a fact but what they do they can die a coward or they can die bravely with glory and and all you're really doing is you're replacing the need for um Getting material things, material wealth, you know, amassing as many, as much gold and as many items as you can for who's got the highest kill count out of the group? Who's got the, you know, who's got the most severed heads attached to their shield as they're running around, running around this, you know, very much end of day's time through a Norse lens. Like, and so that's where. It really kind of still maintains that Morkborg feel because you are. I mean, you're still brutal. You I mean, and you can die at the drop of a hat because nothing's fair. I mean, you turn a corner and there's a troll staring at you like your dinner. Like that's we still have very much that level of you can die any moment.
0: So when you're when you're setting up an Speaking of dying, there's there's a, mm-hmm. a mechanic you have in here, Call of the val- Valkyries, right? So mm-hmm. it it sort of has a bit of a it's a one in one in three and four chance on a d6 mm-hmm. that you actually get back, right? When you mm-hmm. die, right? So you do have mm-hmm. a little bit of a trapdoor, but when you're setting up this uh, journey, because it is a journey, mm-hmm. it's a journey of seven steps. There's a it's all kind of at least the one in the book is laid out uh, mm-hmm. that way is there um are you like basically dc seeing it where you have a bunch of extras in the background and you're like well uh all four of those characters are dead uh are we gonna um uh you know replace them with the background characters that have been hanging around uh and they become forward yeah go ahead
1: so, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. no problem. Um, so the beginning, the first step is the is your yarl, yarl sorry, calls you, and there's like a meeting of all the people in the clan. And then there's this crack of thunder, and everybody kind of goes outside because it's unlike anything you've ever heard. And you see the hammer fall. But it is being being seen from all over. And so kind of what we had talked about is, you know, maybe if the it's a TPK, well, maybe you're just another clan who's also on their way, who has reached kind of maybe the same point or you're a little bit behind the party. You know, you can loot your bodies when you get to wherever the first run of characters were and continue on. It, uh, ultimately, it's up to the game master if it's like, okay, well, now you start from the beginning you know we make new characters and see where how far you can get kind of a thing and it's a gauntlet or you can do like the save point is what i like to call it make new characters and move on so it's Uh, ultimately how the table wants to play it and we left those suggestions out we considered putting them in but we left them out that way people could play it how they wanted to
0: and that's and that's fair because I mean every table is going to make a different decision on how yeah. as an adventure mm-hmm. goes on if you get a TPK how you how you continue that so that's fair um so the so that that kind of answers my main question about this because uh you know you're right the the Morkborg is 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 very is very brutal nasty brutal and short it's very nihilistic you've you've kind of switched over to this kind of like film version of the the Norse mythology and kind of given it uh you know cuz the original the there's a lot of um people have used uh the Norse myth- mythology in the past uh mm-hmm. as kind of a a way to justify a lot of things and it's been sort of co-opted by uh certain uh ideologies that are not particularly welcoming to people Mm -hmm. uh are because i i in the pdf i saw i didn't see anything are you planning on having anything in your kickstarter or anything about that where you're going to be uh tell tell those uh the the fascists um (laughs) that they can they can shove off is is really my my question
2: um, so for that just for clarification we are not actually going to kickstarter we're just going to launch it oh okay. is what the intent is I going see. to be i for see it. Yes. i see sorry um, <laughs> apologize no you're good you're good. I was just trying to find a, a good spot to interject that. Um, okay,
0: well, we'll, we'll have well, a, a link to the launch then.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, on October 20th is when it um, uh, will officially launch at Gamehole Con, And then once Gamehole Con is over, you will be able to purchase it electronically, whether it be PDF or physical copies, the following week. Okay. So we're making it to where the first people who get their hands on it are gonna be the ones at Gamehole Con. Give them just that little bit of exclusivity. But sure. to further answer your question, um uh, the so without putting too fine a point on it, right? Um anybody who does their research, this entire thing was created by people who are either allied or are apart of the lgbtq community um like this uh we actually had folks who are of the uh I'm, i may be butchering this name so anybody listening i apologize right uh who is a part of the Asatru um faith like they still worship the old gods and whatnot right who went through it looked at it evaluated it made sure we're not crossing any lines that shouldn't be crossed and we have from our full extent of play test um uh we've had was it four different groups playing five or six different runs of it and at no point was it ever brought that um that was a concern for it that people looking at this would get the impression of something else when that's not the intent
0: right and and that's it as i was looking through it i didn't see anything and clearly mm-hmm. i would have i would have said timeout before yeah. it even recorded but yeah, yeah i just want to put that out there because there is like this definite like aesthetic that's being used outside of those that actually worship the religion or actually have some sort of mm-hmm. a connection to the to the uh, original roots of the idea it's just one of those things i wanted to bring up because i know it's a difficult subject but it's one of those things that is also a problem with a lot of games (laughs) that they
2: you know I mean I I get that but at the same time it's one of those things where Talon and claw myself anybody who worked on this project Erica included right we don't support those things right however we cannot stop them from doing whatever they're going to do with it same thing they do with D&D Pathfinder DCC Call of Cthulhu all that stuff right we don't support it in any way and if we see somebody doing it sure we'll call them out and be like no that's that's not what this is for right but we can't stop them from taking it you know what I'm saying like we can't there's no way for us to actually make it to where they like can't do that like yes absolutely yeah
0: absolutely and that's uh, that's very fair and uh i've i've seen a lot of games that have like basically a a no fascist statement even in the front of the game to to kind of Mm -hmm. try and mitigate that it doesn't stop anybody from using you know a pencil can be used as a weapon as we've seen in a in a very fine batman movie so (laughs) so anything can be used for any purposes but I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're having the discussion uh, yeah. and talking about it a little bit up front. Um and I I really do think that you have a, an interesting because a lot of people have been using uh the Morchborg uh third party license for a lot mm-hmm. of different I'm gonna call it punny names. Punny names, mm-hmm. Morkborg, duckborg, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And some of them are better or worse, but I'm I'm certainly yeah. glad to see. Uh, someone doing something slightly different with it. Um, and, uh, that, that's, a, it's really great to, uh, uh, cause I, I'm a big fan of the system. I've, I've run a lot of Morphborg, I've a lot, run a lot of cyborg and it would be, I think this would, uh, indeed be a little bit closer to something that, uh, some of my groups want to play for a little bit longer. If just from my a short time, I've got to look at it. So.
1: Yeah, and we have mechanics in there. Like uh, there's four classes involved with uh, Ragnaborg and we have mechanics in there that you can use that's um, different than what's in the core rulebook for The like getting better or worse. Um, You know, getting worse. Yeah, (laughs) Um, we have mechanics that we put in for Ragnaborg specifically that when you hit a certain step, then it tells you to like go to this page and you kind of progress and it gives you different options of things you can use to advance your character. Um, So that is something that we kind of, we tweaked a little bit. We changed a couple of things like uh, the natural 20s has a roll chart because I really like DCC. I like all the charts and stuff. So I made a yay violence uh, chart and Kurt had the idea that if people scream yay violence when they get a crit, then um you actually get to roll two and you get to pick the the result you like the best. So hopefully here at maybe game hole con or other cons we'll be hearing people scream yay violence just <laughs> in a fun way, not in a real life way. Yeah, right. Um, right. But you know, um just as them enjoying the game and, you know, that sense of camaraderie is kind mm-hmm. of what we were kind of wanting to do with it. And this fly, I swear
2: that yeah, flies that, out for you
0: yeah it's, he is it's... i've
1: been trying to ignore him but he just i don't know
0: but i did i did see the crit table the yay violence table and i thought that yeah. was uh was as a, as a uh a 40k player i play uh orcs so of course mm-hmm. i'm i'm in for the uh g- for the most part at least one dr- group raw ro- uh group yay violence is uh always welcome to kind of bring everybody together and get everybody more excited about what's going on so I think that's oh, a it's yeah. a fine addition to the idea so um, and I think I, I there's a whole you get a whole big adventure before you get to the temple of Thor mm. so that's that's a, a, a you know very nicely detailed on how that works out Um, you get you know your bestiary and it's a uh, an equipment it's everything you need to play a game if you know you know how to play rpgs so and i i think mm-hmm. that people are gonna have a lot of fun with this so well that
2: was uh that was one of the big things that like uh we liked right we we know that it's like it's in it's 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 in zine format for lack of a better term um but like uh one of the big things that we that we both really liked was um we took a lot of cues from uh I can't ever say the company name, Uh, the guys who made uh, the guys who made the Pirate Borg, right? It's, uh, you know, it's everything you need to do that in a single book, right? He has a little bit more extensive because he has like naval battle rules and stuff like that inside of his or whatnot. We didn't really need those particular rules and all that kind of extra stuff. But I was really, really drawn to the idea of it is... You have your rules, you have um, you have your rules, you have your character creation stuff and you have an adventure ready to go right there. And I'm like, this is great. This is everything so that they can take their copy of Ragnaborg. Right. And set it down. And they've got seven dice and a cardboard cutout or whatever. And they can just go. And that was kind of how we how we built it around. Because that was the that was the intent was the the ability of much like regular Morkborg of you and your friends get together it takes a minimal prep all that stuff well we took it even one step further and just gave it an adventure and you can just go and,
0: and and that's great because I I think especially as time it speeds up as we all grow older and we have less mm-hmm. and less time to prepare for these things having something that you can just put down on the table and the system is straightforward and there's, there's, you know, there's charts to help you, but you can just pick up and go. And uh, just as, uh, as the, uh, as Anthony kind of originally uh, talked about, uh, it's something you could just get going. Like, yeah, like with, with this uh, document, I could probably be ready, you know, another half hour of my time and then just getting everybody at the table to start, rolling up and it doesn't like there's not like a lot of options i mean and i like that the i like that the berserker is just sort of somewhat random i guess from the mushrooms he takes so that's Mm -hmm. that's fun (laughs) yeah so yeah you never quite know what you're going to be able to do as a berserker but you're going to berserk and that's what's going to (laughs) you so excellent excellent um is there anything else uh uh, you would like to to say before we uh, wrap this up
1: um if you're gonna be a game hole con kurt and i will be running games on friday and saturday uh come by the booth you know check out Town calls wood products they have stuff that is like like the odin screen they have the wood boxes that have like the nordic kind of designs on them and other designs are we actually have a character sheet too for ragnaborg that was custom made by is it brian patterson i'm bad with names kurt is that right? yeah
2: yeah Yeah, d20 monkey
0: himself
1: Yep. yeah so it's really awesome and you know that'll be up on talent calls website so if you get you know um Borg, then you it has its own you know printer friendly kind of character sheet or you can you know download the pdf and get the full color one it's gorgeous he did a great job
0: well excellent excellent kurt you have anything else you'd like to uh throw out there for oh
2: Just the um, uh, just that um, like it's uh, it's one of those things where a lot of folks have we've gotten a lot of mixed bags when it comes to Ragnaborg um, and that being the whole like well it doesn't feel like Ragnaborg and then I generally ask them to define what Ragnaborg is, or um, uh, what Morkborg is and uh, and I said and nine times out of 10 well it's got to be brutal okay it's brutal All right, well you got to be able to kill a lot okay got has got that. And you're probably going to have a high chance of death. Oh, it definitely has that, you know? So I'm like, I think we check all the boxes. Um, uh, But the biggest thing is, is ultimately Ragnaborg. We know it's not going to be for everybody, but we do know that those who play it are going to love it. And the biggest thing about it is it's not a one and done. The choices you make as you, the choices you make as you play will change each time with each GM. And always remember, yay violence.
0: Yay violence. And that is words yay, to live by at the table in the game. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> um, Well, thank you very much. I'll have a link to Talon and Claw in the show notes. I really appreciate you coming on. I uh, really appreciate you giving me a preview of this game. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think specifically- Did there- she- was just say sorry did she send you the character sheet i do not have I, the char- i do not have the character sheet but i uh, forgot
1: it i forgot to send him that i'll have to yeah i'll send it to you You gotta
0: send him the character sheet <laughs> yeah,
1: that's my bad
0: okay well uh i will uh i'll take a look at that and then uh maybe i'll put i'll put a a, a coda here to, in a minute when i i talk about the uh, rest of the out out stuff so you will not go anywhere listener but i will i will be back in a few minutes so so thank you very much erica and kurt for coming on Mm -hmm. well i'm back not that you missed me because it's been a few seconds uh i would like to thank them once again uh i've looked at the character sheet i really love the skull on the character sheet so much that i made the i made it the icon for this episode so take a look at that um, I think that people will really kind of dig into this one. Um, I did. I even thought of something fun that I'll get to after the regular end of the show. You'll see that in a, s- a few seconds, probably. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, the Patreon for uh, continuous support. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you have a project or an idea you want to uh get out. The word out, uh, hit me up. I'm I'm nothing if not open to at least having a conversation about it, or just even if you have something you really really want to talk about, let me know. Now, uh, on to a little business. Uh, first of all, obviously go to Full Metal RPG to get to the Patreon or look at the T-shirts. I have a T-shirt that's kind of like a giant wrestling uh, serpent that I found like some old art for and I put full metal RPG on old creative commons stuff from like the 1700s or whatever public domain. Uh, I think that was really cool. Um, if you like this show, maybe give us a review. It's been a while since we've had a review, uh, and, or just let me know if there's something you'd like to see changed. If you don't feel like putting a review out there with your name on it. Or recommend it to someone that you know that enjoys. You You have to have somebody in your life that you talk to RPGs about. You, if you're listening to this show, you're really into RPGs. You're the top of the cream of the crop. And you've got somebody else you know that has this conversation. So go ahead and recommend this show to somebody else. And uh, really give us, uh, give us some uh, what you think. And what, you, what your f- friend might think of this conversation. And now, I'm going to do a little reading from the book. Thank you. Have a good night. I love you all. In the stillness of night, Helmdir stands and brings horn to his lips and blows with all his might. Awakening the gods, calling them to the great time of need all the heroes already have answered the call and, t- and been taken to the to Valhalla. You are who remains. Those who have still to prove themselves. Yet, even in these dark times, there is one last chance to bring honor to yourself and your name. And join the line of your people in the Great Hall where the brave will live forever. Your Mander the child of Loki and Angborda seeks his final battle against his long-hated foe Thor in the stillness of night Ragnarok is here